0: All right, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of the Untitled Jeff Buck Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Buck, and today it's a How I Got Here version of the podcast. With John McMullen of NASCAR. He is a man of many different talents when it comes to NASCAR because he is tasked with all sorts of things from running victory lane to making sure the driver's meeting goes smoothly to giving pace car rides to VIPs and escorting them around the track. All sorts of things. He's been a NASCAR employee for a while now and he's known as Johnny Mac in the NASCAR garage. Quite a popular figure with both drivers and the sanctioning body alike. So that said, let's get into how Johnny Mac got to where he is today. All right, everybody, I'm here with John McMullen.
1: Johnny Mac, as most people know him. I feel like most people know you that way. Is that accurate? No, nah, you are very correct. I don't think a lot of people even know my name's not Johnny. Yeah, so.
0: yeah I don't think I've actually ever called you John. or yeah. I was just like, hey, Johnny Mac, what's up? Um, so can you first tell us what your role is now with NASCAR, um, and what what that means that you do on a given race weekend?
1: Yeah, so uh, this is my thirteenth season uh, with NASCAR. I'm the uh, now director operations for uh, industry o- director of industry operations for NASCAR. Um, basically, you know, operations is a very broad title. Uh, I'd say eighty percent of our workload is at the event, uh, working with our tracks our broadcast partners, uh, our race teams, our partners, their sponsors, everything that goes into a race weekend, logistically, uh, some of the bigger assets at track that uh, we're in charge of, our driver's meeting, the whole production of it, uh, the introduction list, uh, the layout, the video you see, um, pace car rides, uh, one of the more visible assets we control is uh, running Victory Lane uh, every single weekend for all three series uh, just everything just the whole run of show and just keeping everything going in a timely manner so that's like obviously one of the more visual things that our job is but we wear a lot of different hats um, you know appropriate it, for the guy that does the hat dance there you go you Very appropriate. so yeah I mean we do a lot, we handle a lot of different quests I mean I, I can't even think of all the different things I've been asked to do or uh, help out with during a race weekend, but uh, you know Dave Finley, who was my first boss, who's obviously still with us in NASCAR. I, I always steal his line that uh, he said we were E to E, uh, every everything to everyone uh, hmm. at the track. If you needed something, you could probably start with the ops team first, and uh, you'd probably get it handled.
0: Wow! So. For those um, who are listening and might be like, wow, that's an interesting job. I wonder how he got there. How did your career path get started? Was were you, Did you have any racing roots or anything like that growing up?
1: I did. I uh, actually grew up in the sport. Um, I was uh, grew up in Daytona Beach. My uh, father was uh, the president and general manager of MRN all through the 80s and into the late 90s. Really? Uh, yeah. So I grew up right in the midst of it, and then uh, my mom was... Uh, She's been in NASCAR for almost 37 years now. She was Bill Friends Jr.'s executive assistant for 26 of those until he passed in 2007. No way. But yeah, she's uh, still with the company, so, you know, grew up in it. I was a fan, um, never had any aspirations of going to work or be a driver one day, even though I enjoyed it. I played baseball, but uh, when my A-ball career was done, I needed a job in my mid to late 20s, and... Uh, I started at the very bottom uh, as a runner for Fox at the uh, 2002 uh, Daytona 500, filling water coolers, picking up sugar butts in the compound, driving people around, and just kind of worked my way up with NBC, who was with us at the time, and Fox, uh, did some utility work, and then uh, Steve Stum hired me at what was then NASCAR Images, did a, uh, I was on the very first uh, speed uh, stage Really? yep. the old uh, 2004, the inaugural season of uh, the Speed Stage. I did audio and uh, some other things around wow. the stage. And met Rutledge Wood, who was our DJ in between <laughs> uh, in between shows. Uh, so to watch his career path is quite funny since we kind of started around the same time. But um, started eyeing a job at NASCAR. Um, and Dave Finley's operations group uh, is something that I really liked what they did they were very visible and started talking to him and was fortunate enough that my mom worked for bill franz Jr. and (laughs) when he had an opening i got the opportunity in uh what january january 2006 and uh that's when i started
0: wow so let's let's back up for a minute so growing up in daytona beach especially with both your parents being involved in the sport i mean i assume you went to races and things like that when you're when you were little um did you ever have, like, an eye for it, like, you know, well, I, I want to do something, you know, uh, you know, this this would look cool to me if I ever did this, or this would look cool, or just, it just wasn't on your radar at all?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was so caught up in sticking ball sports growing up, and I enjoyed it. I mean, obviously, twice a year when they came to date you know, NASCAR was racing in Daytona, I was there, I was a huge fan, I got amazing access as a kid, um... You know, when the old MRN offices were in the actual infield at Daytona, you know, this was years before they moved to Charlotte, did a lot of time running around the old garage area, even when there was nothing going on, and uh, enjoyed it, but, you know, growing up in Daytona, it's not like the Charlotte area where you had an opportunity to run go-karts and that kind of stuff, so, you know, I was, like I said, more of a baseball player, but still loved the sport.
0: yeah. So uh, you mentioned baseball. Um, how far did you go in your career? What what did you play?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I uh, played college ball at uh, uh, North Florida Community College. I was uh, I was not a good student. Um, <laughs> I was uh, wasn't that I wasn't smart. I was very lazy with my classwork, and I paid for it. Um, I had uh, several scholarships to D one schools that couldn't take advantage of um, baseball is, is tough they only get about 12 or 13 at least back then so once they saw you didn't have the grades they passed they moved on unless you were a first round draft pick so I had to go the community college route did that and like I said I wasn't much of a school guy and um, had an opportunity to sign with an independent league team an A ball independent league team out of Springfield Illinois and and played with them so I got a taste of what you know the minor league baseball life is like and uh, until I blew my arm out and that's when I needed a, a real job. Wow. So
0: so you mentioned that um, you, you sort of worked your way up through the broadcast side of it yeah. and then uh, got a chance on the operations side. So once you get that foot in the door with NASCAR and, and you start um, doing things, um, you know, wh- what was the path like to evolve to this point? Because obviously, it was, you know, you have to do It sounds like you're asked to do all sorts of things. Many, many miscellaneous things that might not be in your job description, so how did that evolve for you?
1: Yes, yeah, so, I mean, going back when I started, you know, in TV with, with Fox and, and Speed Channel and NBC and, you know, I did other sports, you know, football, I was on, you know, the Thursday Night Football Crew with Doc Punch, I was like a stage manager for a couple of seasons and I wanted to be in TV, you know, I grew up in high school doing PA announcing at the basketball and football games, so... I liked the radio side growing up around MRN, and, and then the, learned that the TV thing is pretty cut, cutthroat. And I didn't have the, uh, the 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 prettiness to be in front of the camera, <laughs> um, so uh, I and I learned real quick how the TV world is. It's tough, you know. Everybody's kind of gunning for each other, even people that are your friends, and you know it's a, it's a tough world. So I kind of learned real quick that uh, you know maybe that wasn't for me. But you know I fell in love with you know being around NASCAR being around the track every weekend being in the mix whether it was on pit road holding a an RF pointer for for uh, Stoli or or Goat that are still running cameras these days you know I enjoyed being around the crew guys I enjoyed being in Victory Lane with the drivers and you know so that's when I saw that that ops job and you know now being the director and and have hired three or four different people I honestly look for those ex-college athletes I think it lends a lot to what we do the workload you know being a college athlete being able to balance school practice games that kind of stuff and then just the uh, being able to stay level and calm in pressure packed situations which we have a lot of whether it's through television and radio being you know our schedules are minute by minutes down to the second schedules and you know, running a pre-race or running a victory Lane, where all eyes are on you and people are looking for answers and being able to stay even keel. Um, I really think you know, that athletic background really kind of lends to what we do. So I think maybe that's kind of was my connection and what drew me to Hobbs.
0: I was going to ask you about that because most of the time, it seems like you, you oh say, you're, you're in Victory Lane. It's Daytona 500 or something. It's absolute chaos, a swirl. Like, I'll, sometimes I'll go there to try to get some color, as they say in writing, to, to write about the scene. And it just blows me away, like, oh, my gosh, this is insane. You're at the center of the storm, and you're directing it. You're saying, this is what needs to happen next. This is what, I mean, how long did it take you to evolve your skills to where you have that command, where people are listening to you? You're able to run a show. Um, whether it is pre race or whether it's victory lane, um, and and be able to sort of direct things like a like a conductor of a crazy out of control orchestra.
1: Yeah, uh, victory lane is by far of all the duties that we have in ops. It's the it's the one that takes you the longest to learn. Like you said, it's controlling the chaos. Um, you know these these guys. And former women, you know, fight really hard every single week to get to victory lane. So when they get there, they're excited. But there's also a run of show, you know, whether it's, you know, broadcast and, and sponsor elements and, you know, things that the track needs. So sometimes they're a little distracted. So that is a, a hard part to learn. It took, you know, a couple of years for sure to, to master. But it's all about just, one, the confidence and knowing to do uh, Two, I was blessed with a very loud voice, which <laughs> uh, people uh, comment all the time. But you know how crazy those scenes are. You have to be loud, and, and when you're loud, they listen. Um, if you're if you're you know soft-spoken or you're, you're not too confident in what you're saying, they're not going to pay attention to you. They're going to be more interested in cracking back their beer or you know spraying their water. And uh, uh, so that part is uh, a lot of fun. You know, being there, I get to be there most weekends. Uh, and then just after years of doing the job the drivers being familiar with you the crews you know their familiarity helps you out a lot and I, that just takes time um, you know I'll mention Brad you know Brad is always one who kind of gets on me he's like hey man I just won <laughs> let me let me relax and enjoy this stop trying to make me do the next thing but so we have a lot of give and take with each other there but uh um, if they don't know you or they haven't seen you around a while time it, it's hard to kind of get them to do what you want them to do right then you know so uh, uh like i said that's that, that's definitely uh, been perfected over the years and i still enjoy it
0: yeah, I was going to say, like, I feel like Brad has that reputation for being one of the, the people that takes a little bit of a longer time to get through all his photos and come to the media center. Smoke, I mean, it seems like he just does complete, he, he used to do his complete own thing. I don't know how you would wrangle some of these guys. I mean, do you have to, like, yell at people in your situation?
1: Yeah, you, you know, it's like a fine line. Um, you want to let them enjoy the moment, obviously, you know somebody like Tony, you know, now when Harvick wins or, you know, one of his drivers wins, they want to, they want to talk. They want to kind of download what just happened. And, you know, they got to talk to their crew chief. So you, you kind of pick and choose your moments when to interrupt them. You give them a few minutes, but then you kind of step in as politely as possible and uh, they're usually all pretty good about it. So, yeah, it's, 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 and that's another thing that takes time too is knowing when to step in and when not to step in. Yeah. So, it
0: sounds like a, a fine art. Um, so let's say somebody's listening to this and they're like, man, this sounds like really awesome job. I'd love to be in victory lane with the drivers or help, you know, make sure the drivers meeting goes smoothly or, or put these VIP athletes or celebrities in, in the pace cars and stuff like that. Um, where where should somebody get their start if they are, are interested in eventually working up to where you are today?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think definitely uh, – Having, you know, maybe a a marketing background in school, Um, you know, I I wouldn't even say communications is a bad thing to have, too, just because we're the face of NASCAR at the track a lot, you know, dealing with whether it be a driver, a race fan, a CEO of a Fortune 500 company, or a celebrity or an athlete. I mean, we're usually kind of right there in the mix. It still makes me laugh after 13 years that NASCAR classifies – our account executive operations job is an entry-level position because I'd be hard-pressed to find an entry-level job that allows you to uh, not only be face-to-face with the, you know, brass of NASCAR and our drivers and, like you mentioned, the celebrities and athletes, you know, right out of school, you know, uh, there's a lot of perks to our job that, you know, might not see a lot of the financial success right away, but there's a lot of fun things we get to do and, you're in front of a lot of important people throughout the industry, and if you're good at what you do, I mean, our track record in ops speaks for itself of everybody that's went on, whether it's mostly in this industry or outside this sport, went on to do, you know, bigger and better things, and, you know, they all got their start in ops, but, yeah, definitely having a, you know, a passion for uh, events, and obviously crowds can't bother you, things like that, Uh, but, yeah, I think marketing is a big thing for sure, uh, and like I mentioned, the, the you know something that's an athlete is something that I always look at just because of the calmness effect there that you can bring to the job and not get too high, and not get too low.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. What are your um, What are your parents? I mean? uh,
1: my mom is Jerry McMullen with Jerry with a G. Okay. Um, and then uh, John um, John McMullen Senior, uh, so I'm a Junior, uh, but. Uh, yeah he he's still uh freelance with uh productions uh, anytime the k n series is on t v um he acts as that uh, the the t v liaison uh between the bridge between race control and broadcast he was actually the first one that nascar hired uh the job that you see um care mason cup did it for a number of years after my father but he was actually that first tv liaison uh for nascar and, and, and was the one talking to whether it be barry landis oh yeah uh or sam flood in the production trailer with what's going on competition wise up in race control you know why was this caution thrown or what, what are they thinking so wow. so he's still involved in the sport um Getting older, but my mom, like I said, 37 years. I mean, that's a long time. She's seen a lot. She could she could write a really good book if she wanted to. She would never <laughs> do it, but uh, yeah, no, just uh, very blessed uh, to to grow up in this sport and uh, the opportunity that uh, the Francis gave me, uh, a, a washed up pitcher that didn't have a college degree. And let let me make that clear: you're not getting hired by NASCAR unless you have a <laughs> college degree. I was very 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 fortunate uh, to. Uh, grew up around Bill French Jr., and, and I still appreciate and and thankful for the opportunity that he gave me uh, many years ago and you know I always told him I was a lifer in this sport until you guys got rid right of me so I uh, definitely have never forgotten that so
0: that's awesome well thank you so much for sharing your story I feel like finally I know you a little bit uh, your backstory and uh, I really appreciate your time
1: yeah no problem man I, I I'm flattered to be asked to do something this and like I've told you before I I enjoy these Obviously, your 12 questions you do with the drivers are always great, but I enjoy these behind the scene interviews you've done with like Josh Jones and Lauren Edwards. And, you know, there's a lot of those people in our sport that, you know, my, most don't get on TV like me. So, you know, uh, I think it's really cool that you do that stuff. So I appreciate you asking me.
0: Cool. Thank you cool. so much. All right, everybody. So there you have it. I appreciate Johnny Mack taking his time to do that right before qualifying on a busy race weekend at Pocono Raceway. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast, it will be a post-race podcast from Michigan International Speedway, where I am traveling today as I am recording this now, getting ready to head to the airport, and I will be hoping to snag some more 12 questions and how I got here interviews while I'm at the track as well for next week's podcast. Thank you so much as always for listening, and I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.